Welcome to Own It from Women Lead Change. I'm Tiffany O'Donnell, CEO of Women Lead Change. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Judy Holler, an author, speaker, thought leader, podcaster, improviser, and the creator and CEO of the House of And, possibility-driven lifestyle brand that helps teams, companies, and the humans inside them think like improvisers so they can have more breakthrough moments. Judy Holler, welcome to the Own It podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here. And you had me at Own It. You had me at Own It. (laughs) Well, and I appreciate that because I'm going to get right to it. Your book, Fear is My Homeboy. Hmm. You got to know as CEO of Women Lead Change, I get an opportunity to read a lot of books, a lot of really, really great books. And I have to tell you, I resemble so many remarks in this book as somebody who almost didn't take this incredible job. I've been here now six years, almost didn't happen because I was afraid I couldn't do it, Judy. And I just wonder how many other things for me and I know even others, like how many things do we pass by because we just don't think we could do it. Right. Yes. Yes. The graveyard of dreams. So one of my favorite Les Brown quotes of all time, and I'll paraphrase, is about the notion of the graveyard of dreams, like that it is the richest, one of the richest places and on the planet, because it is where the dreams that were never manifested, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the, think about it, the relationships that were never made, the babies that were never had, the marriages that never consummated, right? All of that stuff we may be afraid of in our life. It's where it lives when you are not brave enough to take the next step. Not all the steps, just the next step. So Tiffany, I can imagine like CEO, women lead change. Like I bet you can really very clearly think about, okay, what is that next step I can take to just trust myself a little bit more, love myself a little bit more into an opportunity that could open some doors because you did it. You obviously did it because that dream is not in a graveyard. It is happening right here in front of me. So I'd love to ask you about that. I mean, what helped you do it? You know, I have to tell you, I had a great mentor um, who Mm -hmm. said to me, you are going to feel like you're jumping off a cliff and you're actually jumping off a curb. So that was the first piece. Um, I had her unconditional support. I had those words of wisdom. And then Judy, I have to tell you now, six years into it, as I continue to uh, be fearless in my decisions and personal and professionally, I lean on my success in taking that chance. I think it's a little bit like a muscle, you know? I mean, you're afraid of something, you do it, you're successful, you do it, you keep doing it, or you fail and you figure out, oh, I'm okay on the other side of this, so I'm gonna do it again. It's kind of like you have to exercise the fear muscle. I don't know. That's that's just my humble opinion, my 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 personal experience. You you spell out so many tactical ways to 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 address this, and you share a really personal story at the beginning, which I think gives you added credibility about um, the acting class, the class you went to. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about that. Yeah, Second City, it is a sneak peek to a story, one of my signature stories that I I share on the keynote stage. So uh, when you're with us uh, at Women Lead Change, you'll get to can't wait and watch me tell this story. And there's some surprises in the story that are only for the live stage. So uh, don't worry, this isn't a total spoiler alert, but I think that's big. And I love that you illuminated that because honestly, that is what put it together for me. So what you need to know and what's really important here about that that moment at Second City and me taking the improv and all of that, I was 
I was 30 years old when I took my first improv class and I was 32 when I got accepted into the the conservatory at Second City. And this is important for a couple of reasons. Number one, A, um, I had to get over my fear first of feeling like an ancient fossil uh, when I was at 32. To- wow. Right, 32. Right. Can you imagine, right? Like, I always make a joke. I'm like, if you're 30 right now listening to this, oh my God, you are just getting started. But I, at the time, was so afraid that I was too old and that I was too late and that I had missed my chance and that everybody was going to make fun of me. And I bet you can relate to that. I think there are so many times in life where we feel, um, that we're too late or we're too old. So that was number one. So I had to like muster up my courage to go through the door. And there's a fun surprise in the story I'll tell on stage. I won't reveal it here. That really put me at peace. But number two, and the reason why it's important to share uh, the age range with you is that I took classes at Second City when I was working full time in corporate America. So I had built, I was, I had moved to Chicago by way of a promotion in sales and marketing. I I had built a, a, a quite a successful career in sales and marketing for big brand hotels. And I was opening hotels and, um, you know, by day working in corporate America, sales and marketing by night improv. And those are two very different worlds. And here's the shift. It was within the walls of that improv theater that I was learning to fail a lot. I was learning how to really make others look good and how important that is. I was learning to look stupid and to look silly and not lose sleep over it. I was learning to heighten and explore and play and all of that without apologies. And that bled over into what I did in corporate big time. Uh, It looked like me, it was making me brave. Like you said, it was a muscle. I was building that muscle. So it looked like me speaking up first on conference calls. It looked like me sitting in the front row at the big conference, right? Uh, it, it, it looked like me asking for the promotion, going for, you know, asking for the raise, going for the, the big promotion. It looked like me breaking up with the guy that wasn't right for me, speaking up to the toxic person, unfollowing someone who made me feel bad about myself. So all of that started happening. That's how it began. I mean, I was learning in the improv theater how to love myself, how to not be afraid, to look silly, how to fail more. And uh, most importantly, that improvisation is so much more than something funny that happens on a stage. It's a lifestyle lifestyle and a mindset that can really, really amplify the quality of your life. So that's kind of how we got to where we are today. I just started speaking about it and talking about it anywhere I could. It's very interesting because it is, it's, it, it is unusual. I mean, to think about improv, and how it relates to corporate America or work or a workplace. But you've also, you had a great quote where you said, every one of us is involved in the improv performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, when was the last time you were handed a script? Right? right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And if you're, if you're a parent, just getting a child out of the house with pants on and their hair brushed most days, <laughs> well, that is improv. Teenagers, improv. Homeschooling, pandemic, improv. Like none of us have a script. Now you can have some plans and some goals. And I got my fancy planner here and all the stuff I want to go get done. Right. And that's great. And that is so important, but none of us have a script. Right. And we have to be able to roll with it. And here's the other thing, uh, Tiffany, 
the big misnomer about improvisers is that, oh, she's an improviser. She just got to She just makes it up as she goes. She just rolls with it. And actually, that's not the truth. Improvisers, in most cases, true improvisers are some of the most prepared people you'll ever meet, right? Because we respect and honor our work and the trade. So that means, Tiffany, I'm not going to show up for that keynote and just wing it because I'm an improviser. I'm going to have run the drills. I'm going to have put in the work. I'm going to be ready for you. I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to research. I'm going to rehearse. But if the teleprompter goes down, if the lights go out, if a slide freezes, if something bizarre happens on my way to the airport, I am going to trust myself and love myself enough to know that no matter what happens up there, I got it. And because of that, I become a one woman revolution. And that is the power of self-love and trust and really leaning into what it looks like to be flexible. Nominations for the Quad Cities Leadership Awards close August 1st. Nominate an inspiring woman in your life today at wlcglobal.org. Safe to say all of us experience slumps at times. Um, yes. <laughs> you have an interesting mantra. Um, if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, and, and maybe and you have others that you might share the magic with us because you've got incredible energy, but we know it's hard. I mean, we all, we all have sure. our moments. Thank you for that. I really receive it. And um, oh my goodness, I have bad days just like everybody else. But yeah, one of the one of the mantras um, I have is that I am like I am worthy of insert the blank. And so you know, I've I've sort of coined these as my like I am power statements. And here's why it's so important. And here's how it helps me manage my energy. Because yeah, I mean, I'm a human being just like everybody else, you know, in order to have energy, you have to just like courage, you have to work that muscle and you have to take care of it. So let's talk about the things we can say to ourselves to really make sure that we are thriving mentally, right? Because at the end of the day, uh, nothing works if you don't work. So I believe that words are wands. Words are wands. Okay. So if you are constantly sitting around and you are saying things like, I am lonely, I am tired, I am anxious, I am crazy busy, wish granted, you will be. You will be, right? Instead, if you sit around and maybe you don't believe it yet, but it's something you so desire for yourself, if you instead sit around and say things like, I am health, I am wealth, I am abundance, I am worthy of success, you will be. Wish granted, right? So these I am power statements, if you kind of want a, a formal name for them, have been a massive, massive tool for me uh, mentally, especially when things are falling apart, like hello pandemic, right? Uh, because mm -hmm. toxic toxic positivity is a thing uh, and it's no joke, right? Like just be happy or you know, good vibes only, or, or uh, you know, just get over. It. I mean, real life looks like bad days. It looks like anxiety. It mm -hmm. looks like stress. It looks like fear. So you got to feel that um, or else it's going to manifest as sickness, but you can't be it. You can feel disappointed, but you aren't a disappointment. You can feel sad, but you aren't sadness. You can feel angry, but you are in anger. So I empower statements to sort of help you reframe the conversations you're having with yourself. And I do 10 of them every morning, every morning, 10 I empower statements. 
what are they? I mean, you shared with us like, a few of them, but yeah. So um, I have my, okay. So we have a planner. It's called the vibe and thrive uh, goal focused nice. planner. Yeah. So it's an undated 90 day planner. It's awesome. And it blends mental health with high performance habits. And there's improv tenets, of course, throughout the planner. But one of the things we do on our daily pages, I'm, I'm showing, if you can't see us, I'm showing Tiffany mine right now. Um, I ask you on the, um, I'll give you a blank one and then I'll read you some of mine. Uh, every morning we do a vibe check and we write 10 IM power statements. And then what am I grateful for? What am I looking forward to today? What are my priorities? And then you kind of time block out your day based on what you've got going on. So I wrote down this morning things like, and these can look different for everybody, but just to give you some inspiration, I am wealth. I am health. I am abundance. I am going to crush the Own It podcast today. Uh, I am worthy of my success. I am on big stages. I work as a keynote speaker, so that's really fun to say. Uh, I have an iconic brand. Um, I work with the best humans. I am right on time. I am just getting started. And uh, yeah, so those are the ones I wrote today. Is that, yeah, I am. And then I put my weight goal, chasing a weight goal. So, you know, I am X pounds. I don't care. I'm 135 pounds and strong, right? Now, some of it, and that's important because some of it may not be true yet, but if we are brave enough to dream it, if we are too scared in our special private space to ourselves to even dream into the places we want to go, how can we energetically even get close? You have to believe, you know, that you're, you're ready and that you're worthy and we can sort of Jedi mind trick ourselves into some of the things that we want to do by reframing every morning. And that's what they do. Overwhelmed by data, the master of business analytics program at Iowa State University can help with that. Their program will teach you how to organize your data and use it to drive decisions, taking you from down and out to the data driven top dog. The program is 100% online. It's customizable. Plus there's no entrance exam. If you're ready to make your data work for you, visit ivybusiness.iastate.edu for more information. You also talk about mindfulness and you use the phrase intentionally attentive yes. in your book. Talk about that. Yeah. You know, it's hard to be mindful. I think so many of us assume that to be mindful, you have to... Uh, be in a dark cave with candles and like a Zen uh, Buddhist monk uh, to, to, to get any sort of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. I just think that's so unrealistic for so many of us, because that's just not how life, life works. And I wrote about this in my book that when I heard that mindfulness is, is simply just you being aware of where your attention is, that got my attention because that's improv. Improv is all about, mindfulness really because it requires you to be present to really listen because if you're not listening you will have no clue what's going on right it's all about being in the moment and um that's mindfulness so for me i'll give you some examples taking walks without my phone to listen to the birds to hear the wind to watch the trees blow to like listen to the kids in the neighborhood and that can be hard to do because we want a podcast we want a book we want to be doing 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 going 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 so this is like you 
getting into that pocket of discomfort and really connecting with yourself. Another thing, if you want to ease into it, I started by doing like walking meditations on Spotify and bringing my phone with me and turning off the distractions, but like allowing that meditation to guide me. It looks like, and here's another one I do um, at the grocery store. And I really try to do this because there were, there were a few years where like, I remember the church bringing Thanksgiving to our house. And so grocery shopping for me is always a, a, a sort of a sacred experience. I mean, like every time I walk out of Costco, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed because so many people don't have that and I've been there. So um, I literally will be checking out at the grocery store and this is mindfulness and I will watch, I will be aware of my groceries hitting the belt. I will look at the cashier in the eyes. I will say hi. I will talk to the bagger. I will uh, say a quick little whatever your vibe is, prayer, intention for the groceries that you are about to bring to your house and put in the fridge. Like that is a shift. Most of us are on, on the phone. Most of us don't even look at the person that is bagging our groceries, right? And dang, you know, how how amazing is yeah. it that you participate in that? So like, those are just some of the ways that I try to like get into my day and out of the disease to complain, the disease to forget, like how quick it all goes and how lucky we all really are, you know? I love that perspective. You know, I'm wondering... Is this a relatively new practice for you? And if it is, you know, what prompted it? Because I think a lot of us coming out of the pandemic are finding, mm. you know, we need this this extra support. Is this new or have you always been like this? Uh, I would say, that, you know, I started some of those rituals. The walking stuff is post-pandemic. My goodness, that set everybody sideways. And thank goodness I'm an improviser. I really believe it saved my life and my business because I have the mindset of possibility, right? I I, I say, okay, this pandemic's happening. Ooh, it's is it happening to me or am I about to happen to it? That's a shift. I got to that place through reflection, through walking, through putting my phone down. So I kind of had to disconnect and get into my body to like stay safe in the pandemic. So that's a little bit new. But the grocery thing, Tiffany, that's like, I'd say about a decade, um, you know, because it was really rooted in how I grew up. And I think how I grew up and, you know, coming from a place of like, I'm the only one in my immediate family that like, has a college degree. No one in my immediate family makes over $30,000 a year. Like, you know, not that it's about money, but you know, really it's amazing what we can do when we lay down our armor and pick up our, our ability to, to trust ourselves. And so I groceries for me have always been a big thing. Cause I will never forget being in eighth grade and being so embarrassed when the church had to bring us groceries. Cause I know my friends were looking, I know I, I will never forget that feeling that like how my parents felt embarrassed like the whole thing. So I swear I was probably why I like going to Costco so much and the grocery store so much because it's like, yay, like I get to do this. Well, and I hope I well, never lose that. You know, I hope I never lose that. I agree. And what a gift it is to the people that you're meeting, the connections you're making to, you know, we don't do that enough to, to the cashier, to the people who are helping you there, um, that they're seen that they're seeing. I have a good time with it. I'm probably the crazy, I'm I'm probably, you know, but I love that. I hope they remember me uh, because maybe like you said, it rubs off on them a little bit, you know? Yeah. People just want to be seen. They really do. We all do. Um, Since you talked about, you know, growing up, any lessons that you would tell your younger self? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So many lessons I would (laughs) tell my younger self. I think the most important thing 
is perspective. And I alluded to it a little bit when we were talking just a few seconds ago. I believe truly to my core that having a possibility, serendipity seeking mindset makes you a one woman revolution. So let me explain. People will leave you. Economies will go up and down. We're going to lose people we love. You'll be lied to. You'll get your heart broken. Your kids are going to grow up and they'll leave and they'll build their own lives that you'll be a part of, but they're going to grow up and go away. Global pandemics may happen. Um, So you have a choice. You can either allow those things to happen to you or you can allow them to happen for you. Let me tell you a really quick story. It's important and powerful to sum up this perspective. And it was a shift for me. My best friend, Jody, uh, mama, two boys, teacher, her boys are uh, nine and seven at this stage. Husband works. She lost her first daughter 11 years ago, Olivia. Now has, like I said, the two boys works the whole thing and, and it has a thriving life. But in those early months when Jody lost Olivia, um, there was this moment and she loved, she tells me the story. It's one of my favorite stories. There was this moment she was on the floor of her closet, right? If you have a child, you can't even imagine, right? If you have anybody you love, you can't even imagine. You lose the thing you love the most. She's on the floor of her closet, can't get, you know, just can't get it together, rightfully so. And her husband, Adam, walks into the closet. He swoops her up off the floor and he says, Jody, we have a choice to make here. We can either choose to be the parents who lost Olivia, or we can choose to be Olivia's parents, And it was in that moment, Jody says, she sort of like snapped alive. Like she knew that what she did next was not only her choice, but it was how she was going to honor that baby girl's life. Like I have goosebumps. Like I'm telling you that story right now, Tiffany, Olivia's here. It lives on that choice they made to live for her. And because of her lives on and they have these two boys and thriving careers. And she's one of the most positive people you ever meet. So, you know, is this thing happening to you or is it happening for you? That is perspective. Is this pandemic happening to you or is it happening for you? And I I think that is something I wish I knew in my 20s. And I'm so glad I know now. My goodness, I wish they taught that in school because perspective really is your destiny, you know? That's powerful, really powerful. We talk a lot about in the Own It podcast, things about us that weren't always necessarily great things, but we've either grown into them or we've grown up enough to understand that they kind of are our superpower. What would be your superpower and how do you own it? Oh my gosh. Um, So I love the reframing of it. You know, we really believe in the improv theater, certainly in our community, that there are no mistakes, only gifts, right? We're either winning or learning, but we're never losing, which I think gives you confidence. So, you know, for sure, my energy, for sure, my energy. I have been this way my entire life. You go, what, you go meet me in person. I will be the same way. I wake up. My husband always makes a joke. He's like, what's it, like, what's it like being married to Judy? Or he'll be talking to a client on the phone. He works upstairs and he'll be like, yeah, it's basically like getting shot out of a cannon every morning. I just sort of <laughs> get out of her way. Right? And, and I do. I run really high vibe. I don't need a ton of caffeine. And here's the thing. I own it, right? I, I'm certainly, I sleep like a baby and I don't, you know, I have my ups and downs and I'm a lot more introverted than people would think, right? But I own it by using it for good, 
versus evil, right? I own it by sharing it, by doing this work so very publicly. I own it by leading with courage and confidence. And I I try to model uh, the mindset of possibility. And, and that's how I show up. And that's how I use my energy. And that's how I own it. And listen, I don't get too caught in the weeds um, around someone not loving it or someone not getting it, right? We can't worry about people not loving us because most people are trying to figure out how to love themselves. And this is why chapter one of my book was titled Love Yourself. Because if if you don't have uh, that, that deep-rooted sense of self-love, um, you're sort of you're sort of done before you start. So in order to really reframe fear and live a brave life like you've been able to do, you know, self-love is a big part of that story. Even if your energy shoots people out of a cannon in the morning, uh, you got to own it. <laughs> you got to own Judy it. Judy Holler, thank you so very much. Can't wait to have you in Iowa on the big stage. I can't wait. It's such an honor. We're going to have a great time. We'll see you there. Looking forward to it. Be well, my friend. I don't know about you, but my toes are tapping after that interview. Talk about energy. Wow, Judy, thank you. See Judy live at the 2021 Central Iowa Conference in Des Moines on October 27th and 28th. You can register today at wlcglobal.org. Tickets for our fall workshops in person are now available at wlcglobal.org. You can see Katie Goodman in Cedar Rapids, Des Moines or Sioux Falls, and Kristen Brown in Cedar Falls or the Quad Cities. Follow Women Lead Change on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. More information and tickets can be found at wlcglobal.org.